I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Hello and welcome to the Midweek Podcast. That's what we like to call it. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio, Emily, Gareth. You can put them in any order you like. Don't do that. Don't like it. So, um, yeah, and uh, this is uh, something that we do every midweek and it's uh, free. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a way of really selling it, but, you know, I can't. It hasn't succeeded. Oh, it has? Okay. Okay. We've had emails actually based yeah. based on stuff in the midweek podcast. Absolutely. Par example, um, from Hanley Quintrell. What? Um, Hanley Quintrell. Hanley Quintrell the third, some sort of American <laughs> millionaire in spectacles and uh, bow tie. Oh, he'd be nice for me, like a Daddy Warbucks figure in my <laughs> yeah. life. And maybe, maybe I'll forget. Go on. Maybe Hanley Quintrell. How do you think maybe. you pronounce that? I'm sure. Let's call us. the whole thing Hanley. Um, he was listening to the midweek podcast. Frank was likening swinging on crutches to a child swinging while holding hands with their parents. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I thought this would interest you. I've a bum leg and walk with a cane most of the time. That's not funny. That's no, not yeah. funny. That's terrible. Um, but use crutches for exercise. All my friends really? think I'm insane, but I go crutch running. Oh. Okay. Yeah, essentially, this involves swinging He's myself not a lab, forward. Is he? <laughs> I don't think so. I had a few lice that used to go crotch on you. Stop it! Stop it! Can we cut that? <laughs> next, said, can we... next to your blackheads, that's the worst thing you've ever done. Yes. <laughs> um, essentially, this involves swinging myself forward on crutches and landing on my good leg very fast, and is the closest I can get to running. It's more fun than I remember running to be, and also has the added danger of not knowing when you'll fall over. Oh. I like the inevitability of falling out. It's definitely when, not if, he says. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's also the added bonus of completely freaking out any other morning runners I pass by. If I saw a man on crutches running very, very quickly, I'd assume there's going to be a lion coming around the corner (laughs) at any time. And it's something that's been some sort of trip, you know, for the (laughs) the sunshine, the variety club of Great Britain. It's all gone wrong. The cage door was left open. And he's probably the only one that's escaped, is what I'd be assuming. What a great... Good old Hanley. I like Hanley Hanley. Jogging on crutches. Where's he from? I don't know, but so I, I think he might, that area he might in the be morning. from America. I oh, he's think. got to be from like Wyoming or something. From, yeah, he might be from like America. That. He listens to podcasts, and well, that was, I get a vibe. He'd have mentioned that, wouldn't he? I have a bum leg. That's what I. You think that's an American term? I don't know. I've got a bum Maybe. leg. Maybe he's got a bum leg. Maybe a tramp's leg. No, I think well, he's yeah, got a leg, a leg a that, that operates in a similar way to a behind a bum, <laughs> some sort of tube. Yeah, that'd be. Mm. Yeah, I don't like don't like the sound mm. of that. Um, I've always I had I did my back in once, and they gave me a, a walking stick at the uh, hospital. Mm. I must say, I thought I looked pretty good with a walking stick. Yes, I can imagine it would. Suit I you. thought if I have a major injury and need one of these, it won't be the end of the world. Is what I thought. And I tell you what, I liked. I sat outside a cafe with David Badil. Mm. Remember her? <laughs> and um, 
we sat, and the way I sat, I was able to, the, I hold the, the walking stick in front of me, I was able to put my hands on top of the walking stick and re- rest, rest my chin on my hands. I re- it's really comfortable. Oh. It's great. I think I could, I could sleep on a walking stick. I'd go for a cane. Like a well, really nice, the, what, what, like a bendy one. Oh, There's a big difference. Yeah. I'd go for an Asprey cane with a skull, a silver skull on the top. My problem mm. with having a cane, mm. you see, if you're talking about those springy bamboo canes, like what they used to have in schools, is right. I find that everyone else in London walks considerably slower mm. than I do. Mm. If I had a cane constantly in my hand, I think I'd have to give them across the back of the legs. <laughs> <laughs> Because honestly, there's always somebody in my way. You'd be a menace. Walking, yeah, just a quick whoosh, and you know you'd be passed. Because I, 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 I thread through people like mm. there's no tomorrow, and when you get to my age, there might not be. <laughs> so um, I often, I'm often grateful I haven't got a gun with me because I think if I carried a gun, you'd just be tempted to use it with situations that. Do you know what I mean? Well, I imagine it's like this if you're very, very hard. Because I've mm. always been anti-violence, but mm. I think I wonder sometimes if I've anti-violence from a moral point of view, or if it's because I'm, you know, I've I'm, I've got a torso not unlike a toast rack. <laughs> and, oh, fine. Uh, yeah, and I think if I could hit people and get away with it, and give people really, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about thrashing them within an inch of their lives. Mm. I probably would, because yeah. some people, if they're in your way, yeah, they, they deserve yeah. it. Can I have some of that toast? Um, well, hold on, it's, it's holding up my uh, aorta. <laughs> you see, I, ha- I have to say, guys, the three of us in a fight, my money would be on me. Have to probably, be on yeah. Probably, yeah. The claws will come out. Oh, yeah. Biting, biting, scratching, pulling hair. It's funny you should say that. That's my technique. <laughs> there, was, um, there, there was nearly a fight this week between Courtney Love and... Oh, um, yeah. Well, I yeah. say this week, I suppose it was last week officially. It was near enough in yeah. human memory for us to discuss it. I mean, if you're not happy with that, just fast forward. <laughs> you know, if everything has to be up to the mini. I mean, these people, they have no sense of history. Does that mean I can't discuss the relief of Maffa King? <laughs> no, I thought not. Oh, no, you all want that. You just don't want Courtney Love and uh, Lily Allen. Well, OK. Well, anyway, I was one. Who do you think would win in a fight between Courtney Love and Willie Allen? Willie Allen. I honestly thought Lily Allen had made a terrible mistake because Courtney yeah. Love could, you know. Oh, she's sinewy, isn't she? Yeah. Do you think that? No, I think she's ravaged by various <gasps> pastimes. Lily has got an FA, but she's I'm got. I'm not talking about chess here. No. But Lily has got legs like little pistons. She has mm. got. She's got what I call um, prodigal son legs. <laughs> you know, the, the fatted calves. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. And I feel she could leap like a flea. If one, yeah. you know, well, I felt she had great bounding she possibilities. She's got a grip round Courtney Love's neck. Well, I with thought she thighs. could leap. She could leap onto, say, a balcony mm. or a ledge of the building outside which they were fighting and throw down masonry at Courtney. Mm. That's what I thought. Courtney, I always looks to me like a person who smells. <laughs> I've never met her. I've never met her. I don't mean smells terribly, but clammy. She looks oh. clammy. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I imagine that if one had a sheet of A4 paper and she had a backless dress on, you could pat her on the back. Oh. All right, Courtney, eat a stick. You wouldn't need any glimpses. Just I you think could she put, looks you know, like she'd, sm- she'd smell a bit like a sort of gerbil's cage or something. Yes, I think a gerbil's cage. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that's exactly what she... I, I'm not even going to try and top that. <laughs> You've hit the nail on the, on the, on the head. But um, I wish it had come to a, a proper oh, fight, I'd love a fight between them. I like a girly fight. 
I don't have them so much these days, a physical fight. No. I've had a few in my time. Let's not really? go down that road. But these really days, people fight? are not so much into the fighting. Yeah, have you really had physical fights in your time? Well, I've pulled pigtails. When well, I, was... I, well, I have as well. <laughs> that was in Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk. I mean, I, I regret it now, looking back. <laughs> it takes some catching, I'll tell you that. Well, do you know, we we used to have, because I went to a private school here oh, you? Oh, did you? Um, the fights were quite civilised and organised. So they'd oh. say, Georgina's fighting Hermione at three. <laughs> and then... What, was it some sort of announcement? <laughs> Emily has been challenged to duel, a duel. <laughs> to a school where Pistols fights were timetabled. <laughs> well, now I've heard everything. Yeah. Oh. So everyone would go and watch. They'd be like, fight, 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 fight. Yeah. And then Georgina would pull Hermione's pigtails and then there'd be a little scuffle. And you'd mind my shoes. And that would be it, really. <laughs> yeah. It's, I have to say it sounds very exhilarating. <laughs> I, sh- I shall think of that when I'm alone, that fight. Well, I think, I think my money would be on Lily. Okay. Because she's younger, for a start off. And she, as you say, she's, you know, she's... Everyone's younger, honey. Yes. Oh. She's solid, I think, Lily. And mm. I also think she's a woman with, with tremendous inner rage. Mm. And yeah, if, if, that, if, if that was unleashed, I think... I could imagine her, let's say, halfway up Big Ben, <laughs> right, hanging by, by, by one of the gargoyles. <laughs> and, don't phone in. Um, just go with me. And uh, holding the severed head of uh, of Courtney Love and <laughs> screaming, yeah. This is love! Yeah. This is love! Yeah, exactly. Mm. And what about put a Chanel hat on this, <laughs> she could say. Yeah. That's what I think. Of course, I've been, uh, I've been wrong before. <laughs> Speaking I mean, of... High-rise <laughs> housing. I wish I'd never invented that. <laughs> You know, at first I was fated in the 60s. Oh, well done, Frank. It's great. You know, they're like, they're like streets in the sky. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, then... there was all the stuff about overcrowding. You could hear the neighbours mm. and there wasn't enough room. You know, I'm, I never People said I was going to build no. the playgrounds. I said, I'll do the flats and then we'll be some recreational areas around. But I was let down by the council. But now I'm the bad guy. You did well with the Sinclair C5, though. Well, yeah, it works all right as a door wedge. <laughs> So uh, you got um, frightened, didn't you, this yeah, week? I did. I was staying in... Um, I, I supported Rod Gilbert on tour in Wrexham. Oh, that's a tough gig, because he's, he's, a, he's a god in Wrexham. Yeah. No, it was good. It was good. They were friendly. He was on my side. And on the way back, I stayed in Milton Keynes to break up the journey oh. back to London. What are all these places? <laughs> <laughs> What's Wrexham? <laughs> what is a Wrexham? <laughs> Um, and um, I stayed in a, like I thought it had been really good because I booked really the cheapest hotel I could possibly find. It was really, really cheap. Oh. And um, it was, um, <laughs> yeah. Hold like, on a minute. I just, uh, Emily's fainted. Can someone get <laughs> Emily a glass of water? Just sort of fan her face a bit. She'll, she'll come to. And, um, don't, it was, smudge, don't smudge the mic up. It was, um, it was one of those hotels. I'd never been in one before. You know in um, No Country for Old Men? Oh, yeah. Like a Amer- no, wait, wait. I, I wasn't allowed in that. Oh, right. <laughs> Surprise. Oh. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, you go in from outside. You have to go outside and then into the doors, and the doors just open outside. Oh, it's dr- what it on was, earth? It was, How do you normally get into a hotel? From, no, like, from underneath? Usually it's a corridor. You know, a, a strange hover rail. Like you had to go outside of the door, and then so the doors to each room opened outside, like an American motel. Oh, like a yeah. motel, yeah. Like, like in that. Psycho. Yes. Yeah. 
exactly like in Psycho. And okay. So I was in there, and it was dreadful in there. It was really horrible. And I'm not, you know... Oh, you do surprise me. <laughs> you know, there are people at listening that couldn't afford to stay in a hotel, and they'll be thinking, well, you know, I'd mm. give anything to have been in that room with you. Well, not with you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been terrible in the, in the extreme. So I was lying there in the darkness, mm. and there was... They were there as well, then. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he hit some notes that night. <laughs> Justin Hawkins. <laughs> yeah. He certainly was. Go <laughs> on. And there was a, there was a clicking sound. Mm. Oh, that'll be Justin's gammy leg. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking... <laughs> the uh, darkness went up there! <laughs> OK, Death Watch Beetle. Is that what you thought? That would be my first thought. No. I, I managed... You know when your mind, you know, just runs away? I was... I suddenly realised... When's yours coming back? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been two years now. No note, no phone call, no nothing. I'm worried sick. I've put up posters. I've, I've put a picture of your mind on a milk carton. Did anyone phone in? No. <laughs> Did Justin have his stage gear on? <laughs> I don't think... What, what is his stage gear now? I imagine an overall. <laughs> I think he's probably on the meat counter at Sainsbury's. <laughs> anyway, go on. There was a clicking, and my what my brain obviously, like, honestly decided was that there was someone outside oh. who was trying to get in to oh. kill me. Oh, my God. And I got frightened. You're my chair, then. I would just say that's my chair, not, not my spine. <laughs> you were frightened, genuinely I was frightened. frightened. I honestly thought I had to get up, turn the light on, see what the clicking was. I was really terrified. How my did you think they were planning on killing you, though, just by clicking you to death? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be terrible. If it was like some sort of ticket taker, like, <laughs> who came in. When were you last scared? I'm not. You know, I didn't get murdered. You said that was it. I didn't get murdered. (laughs) What do you think happened? I didn't get murdered, did I? I'm here. I know, though, but I thought there was... What was the clicking? Well, I thought there'd be some denouement. It might have been the radiator. I think it might have been the radiator. some sort of anti-anecdote. So, hang on, we've just had to hear how Gareth went to a horrible hotel somewhere and outside then, of London and, and the radiator was a bit noisy. Oh, let's hear more about the BAFTAs. <laughs> Everyone cares about famous... Oh, yeah, they yeah but I mean, I mean, it wasn't exactly... Was it wasn't Shawshank Redemption, what was, was it? You'll admit that. <laughs> as stories go. I mean, as the narrative of that. I mean, I'll tell there was some clicking. Anyway, what should we talk about now? I mean, for goodness sake, I, I feel... <laughs> I feel like I was reaching a, 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 a climax. <laughs> Me oh, shut too. Up. Nothing and ever <laughs> happens. None of my... Uh, nothing ever happens in my life. My life has no... Yeah, I've got, I know it doesn't, but you did get very <laughs> gathered by the fireside. You did. I, you was, know. I was cross-legged on the so floor. So was I. I had my hot chocolate with my marshmallows. I mean, it wasn't deliberate. I just fell that way. <laughs> It was an emotional story. It was a what, story. A, br- a broken of, uh, radiator. <laughs> we don't even know it was a radiator. I mean, any oh. uh, any sort of clicking, it could have been. Well, when I got out in the could morning, have been. There was, was it at the mills in the next room? Oh. <laughs> Dancing. When Dancing? I went, when I went out in the Dancing. morning, there was a murderer there falling asleep. No, no, no. What you've done, you've added. People do that. Tell an anecdote. Everyone just bored, and they, yeah. they start adding bits. Oh, you a can always tell the mine, lie at the end. A friend of mine always used to say at the end, and do you know that man was Robert Dougal? <laughs> <laughs> and he said he could save any anecdote. It's something he heard on a radio once. He put the radio on, he just heard the last bit of a show. And somebody said, and do you know that man was Robert Dougal? And he thought, I'm having that. <laughs> and so you should have tried that on the end. We heard clicking, and uh, I went outside, and do you know? <laughs> Go on. Yeah, that man was Robert Dougal. <laughs> that's brilliant. I, that honestly, that's up there with Beowulf. <laughs> so um, scared in the hotel room at night. A novel by Beryl Brainbridge. 
I can't say it. Beryl no, Bainbridge. No, it's, Beryl it's Bainbridge. Good, good that's if you're going to steal my material, yeah. let's get it right. Well, you always do the Robert Dougal thing. Yeah. You two, yeah. stop it. We've had <laughs> to endure an the radiator anecdote, and now we're just going to have arguing. I had enough with Emily stealing my <laughs> private Benjamin stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Having a coffee. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I, there's a, there's a. Um, I think we better explain that. Yeah, I don't do you want to explain, Gareth, what happened? Well, we were having a coffee the other day, and um, um, Emily was wearing a nice khaki, a khaki top. Khaki, khaki top. No, I mean she was wearing a khaki top. Well, I know, yeah, but it was coloured khaki. Let's. <laughs> and I think she had some khakis. It was all a very confusing ensemble. I say was, ensemble. And Emily was saying It was military chic. Military Can I just say that? I so enjoyed saying that. Ensemble. Oh, well, you should do my job. You get to say it every day. I didn't know I could speak for it. Um, <laughs> Emily keeps telling us nudes. So, uh, as well. so Emily said, oh, this is very... Like my look, it's very GI. And yeah. I said, it's Private yeah. Benjamin. Do you know? She took out a notebook and wrote that down. <laughs> so, oh, I'm having that. I'm, I'm having, having that for that, the she magazine. Said. She didn't yeah. say, can I use that in my magazine? No. no. It was snatched from me. <laughs> and then you got all cross, and I said, as if you're going to use that when you do a gig. Yeah. So, uh, military colours are in. <laughs> I said, oh, a bit like Private Benjamin. <laughs> Scoodle, Scoodle, Scoodle. But that's been taken from me now. <laughs> well, good luck with it on Insta. I should be looking for it, and I should be... If I'm in a news agent and I see that, I should say to people, actually, that's my line. Private Benjamin. <laughs> well... Mm. And relax. So, um, what else? Oh, we're going to talk about Mr Kipling. Were we? Yeah. Where did we ever get to that? What about Mr Kipling? Well, there was something to do with the TV Been advert. in the papers. We... There's going to be a Mrs Kipling. Oh. Yeah. That's the shock, isn't it? Right. Because, you now. know, we've never seen Mrs Kipling. Because it's always Speak been... for yourself. Well, there's always been that old fellow going... No, you've, you've never seen Mr Kipling either. Who's that man, then, who says, exceedingly good kid? Well, my that's friend Mr Kipling that's always used to... Mr. Kipling. That's just a supportive... Yeah, just we never hear Mr. from Kipling. Mr Kipling ever. Oh, OK. I, would have, I was sure that Mr Kipling was an elderly bachelor. I didn't imagine <laughs> him having a wife. Hmm... <laughs> Did when you, you say bachelor? <laughs> he makes cakes. Well, I know he makes cakes, but, you know, I think there are many, many very masculine men in the catering business. Hmm. Look at Gordon Ramsay, That's for example. True. Or uh, Marco Pierwit. <laughs> Raymond Blanc. Raymond Blanc. Oh, stop name-dropping that one famous person you met. <sighs> anyway... Yeah, so there's going yeah, to be Frank's a miss. Uh, what, what, what will be the role of Mrs. Kipling? And when I say role, it's no <laughs> joke intended. Um, I don't know what she's going to do. I guess she's well, going to be making stuff. Well, it's another fabulous story from our <laughs> on-the-street reporter, Gareth Richards. Is there anything else you don't know that you want to talk to us about? <laughs> Lots. I'm imagining she'll be a bit like... You know, um, Colombo used to say, you know, my, oh, yeah. my wife's a big fan of yours, and we never saw the wife no. ever. Actually, there was a spin-off series called Mrs. Colombo, which featured a very young, attractive woman, didn't look right for the Peter Falk character. Yeah. Um, and it, they pulled it after three episodes. I remember it well. It wasn't a success. But, really? Um, and, and Ron Is that Pohl, true? Yeah. Wow. Ron Pohl of the Bailey, yeah. um, who I think is a personal friend of Ben Jones. I could be wrong. <laughs> Was, Ron, Ron Paul of the was that she who must be obeyed? She who must yeah. be obeyed, yeah. Mm. Or as I as I used to call my wife, she who must be ebayed. <laughs> um, but so there's been a few of these women in the background. I, mm. I think there's probably did Morse have a mysterious wife? Oh, I don't know. I never watched that. 
Most. No, neither did I. <laughs> I'm guessing it was rubbish. <laughs> you know what I mean? I heard classical music and then somebody going, ah, oh, Lewis. And I thought, oh, this is... I'm not watching oh, this. Oh, yeah. Probably. Saw someone pull up in a Daimler. I can't be bothered with that. No. Frost, Frost yeah. was just terribly alone, wasn't he? Jack Frost. Who's that? David Jason's private eye character. No detective character. Oh. I like the fact that there's a man working in the police force on active duty who's 98. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's what's good about that programme. <laughs> but, um, so, yes, Mrs. Kipling. Well, I'm glad we've got there. Mm. So, um, there you go. Another. <laughs> Story from <laughs> the great that great yarn spinner Gareth Richards. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Gareth. I do puns. <laughs> Go on then, give us a pun. Give us a Mrs. Kipling pun just well, to close. Well, I thought that um, you know Wayne Wayne Bridge has been in the papers, and what's his girlfriend's name? Vanessa Perroncel. Yes, and she's Vanessa, not his girlfriend anymore. Vanessa Perroncel. I, I thought, imagine if her dad was in the news giving an interview, and she he said, "Oh, Wayne Bridge is over her now," and the headline could be "Bridge over troubled daughter." Oh. Hey. We're not going to top that. No. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.